Hello, people. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Podcast uh, with me, Ooh. your host, Folu. And I have Komi here as well. Komi, say hi. Hey, Folu. How are you doing today on this lovely evening? Man, I'm I'm doing okay. Um, I'm excited about today's episode uh, because we have a guest again. <laughs> we'll introduce our guests shortly. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a long week. Uh, tired is the word that describes how I feel. Um, but it's a new month, so I'm really excited that semester is coming to an end. So everything is due in April, but the good thing is in four weeks, I will have at least some of my life back. So I'm, I'm excited. Komi, how, how, how has your week been? This English is hard. I can tell you're struggling. <laughs> it's Friday, struggle. Um, my week has been good. I've been really busy with work. That's why I keep saying. I can't wait to have a life. Guys, I don't have any friends. Uh-uh. Nico. You, did you not hear the in-town part? I have only my roommates and they're barely ever in, in the state. So I, I'm trying to get to a place where I have friends I can do stuff with them during the week. So yeah, that's my status. Friendless and busy. This spirit is your friend. Anyways, so like I said, we have a guest. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, the delectable, okay, the preparing pierce. Sorry, All right. like the elegant, the beautiful, beautiful, the intelligent, intelligent, the eloquent, the eloquent, the rich, the fire, ah. fireproof. Fire yes. burning inside, Holy Ghost filled. Mm -hmm. Oh shit! Then ah, I've I'm I'm so dumb. In the <laughs> welcome to Hi, Unveiling Podcast family. Hi, it's an honor to be here. Thank you guys for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're just honored to have you here. Tuna. Actually, so Tuna is my sister-in-law. Um, mm. And I'm going to be calling out Tunzo on this podcast because I don't call out Tunzo. We call her life. So <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to say Tundu, Tundu. So I'm just going to say tools, but welcome tools. We're so happy to have you. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you. So, Tunu, how has your week been? Mm. Let me reflect. Not bad. Actually, very good. Yeah. Ooh, that's I got to go out, go to some new places, try some new good food. <laughs> I can tell I'm excited. <laughs> At this restaurant that we've been trying to go to for four months. 
finally made it in there oh, wow why is it like the there's a long wait list or... yes like if you call to make a reservation they'll say oh for your so 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 party we don't have anything available until next two months if you go to work in they'll say wait times three hours you just always want was the only communion they were serving there, the body of jesus as in what are they coincidentally i didn't even believe that there would be space for us you know but god made a way but they seem to be just walked around like oh and they're like yeah sure wow so we finally got to taste what has been evading us all this while and it was good wow what do you put it it's that one now Okay. Anyway, we'll see you in, in, in camera. <laughs> but yeah, um so today, what are we talking about, Komi? Um, so the topic that we've brought our delectable, I don't know if sometimes I'll be speaking English, I don't even know if they really exist. <laughs> We need to Google the word delectable because <laughs> is that really a word? Like I'm I'm going to do that right now. Please in Nigeria introduce people, so I'm like <laughs> might as well. Um so I guess that's memory knowledge. But the time if I knew it was well firstly okay, sorry, continue. No, that was the meaning of delectable, so that's uh, especially related to food, delicious. Oh, and then it now means extremely beautiful attractive the delectable hey, that's what we mean that's what yes, we mean. Okay. But, but that's not <laughs> what i thought the meaning was but okay is our topic is the part you play is simply to love and for you want to continue you just you want me to talk a little bit about i feel like the only so this week i've been asking god to deal with me with obsessive thoughts and i'm having one of those moments where i keep thinking did i say sister in law <laughs> jesus but yeah could we please go on okay um guys that's your course for lou but this is coming right now i just want you to know the difference uh, between you know some of these conversations who is saying what but um this topic this topic was part of the list even before we had this conversation um so just a little background on why Tundu was the perfect guest. A um, couple weeks ago, we, we all are part of a Bible study group and somebody asked a question about drawing a line between loving a set of believers, uh, of unbelievers versus condoning. And Tundu was you know, immediately went for it and said, no, all you there's, need is there's no line to be drawn. There's no line to be drawn when you have to love somebody. And ironically, um, later in the evening, I read a book. I was reading a book called One at a Time, and I later read the book, and it was like that chapter six was basically what we were saying. So um, she was the perfect person to come to talk about this because where um because the bible god wants us to love everybody that's what we believe regardless of whether you agree with them that regardless of whether you see things from their view regardless of whether you you know i don't know of your creed mm -hmm. god wants you to love everybody and yeah. so that's what this topic is about mm. 
and, and I, I was just going to say that God wants us to love everybody genuinely and not just love them shy. You know, there's a different. <laughs> if you met me before i became born again ah that's why they don't refuse <laughs> um so, so genuine. i have a question yeah genuine love um so love is not at least for tundra or our guests sorry so what fully saying tolerating somebody versus loving loving the person so what would you say the difference between because i've seen people say things like i i love you but i don't like you there are certain mm -hmm. times my siblings i always love them but sometimes i don't like them and with other relationships i've had and friendships i don't love i don't love the, i don't like them at that particular point in time mm -hmm. but i love them so just and then it may not even be that I don't love them at that particular point. I may be like of my own volition. You are not somebody that I would actually like, so to speak. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you are not, we will not gel, we will not flow, you know. I will not be attracted to you, you know, that that kind of thing. So there's even in that situation where that's there's that type of, you know, I don't I don't like you, but it's God's commandment, and so I will love you. But this is not this is not the I will love you, shall. So you, your question was how what's the difference between? So my question is, are we called to love like that? What's the problem with us thinking I like you, but I I don't like you, but I love you as a, as you know Christians? What do you think about this topic? And if you want to introduce yourself, because we didn't ask you anything about introducing yourself, so you can use the opportunity to introduce your salvation story yes yeah. where, where would i date it back to you know like <laughs> i have fallen and risen according to nigerian um spirituality you know where you backslide and you that kind of thing so i mean how far how how people slide? believe that you never black backslide you know like once you accept jesus you just may not be growing or abiding bearing fruit maturing but that's you don't lose your salvation because you didn't do anything to get it. So, I mean, so um, I grew up in a Christian home, even though well, my dad is a Muslim, my mom is Christian. I grew up with my mom, and so I pretty much grew up in a Christian home. And I was in that environment, been in that environment all my life, you know, shaped by it, modeled by it. And I'm grateful to God for it. Although more recently is when I have um, started understanding, you know, the whole thing by myself, not just it being, you know, pushed on me. This is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to do it, you know, because I actually don't function well that way. If you're just telling me this is what you're supposed to do, you know, I want to come to that realization and understanding myself. But anyway, so yeah, it's just until recently that, you know, I've actually myself growing abiding maturing and all of that um, and loving people <laughs> however difficult it may be you know do you find it easy to love people generally are you people do you like people i don't yes. think i am you know i think many people actually look at me and they they feel like everything is written on my face and why do you think i asked the question 
<laughs> and maybe most times it is like I'm not even aware of it. That's the that's one thing about it. But so maybe it is, but I don't I don't think I'm a people person. I don't think that I'm actually giving to loving people straight away like that, you know. But I've actually seen myself improving, growing, like and to be honest, if it's, if I'm not trying to be very spiritual, but if it's the Holy Spirit working in you, you would you will see how how will I put it now. Especially if you you being saved by God, if you understand what God did for you, it will help you to be so gracious to people. Mm. It will help you to be like very gracious to people in terms of that love. And then that's why I said that day, like. You know, you cannot be looking at them from the point of view of their sins, you know. Mm. And I don't mean to say this in any way, but like you should, you should have compassion on them because it's not like you are in the light, but they are still in, in the dark. They mm -hmm. can't see. Mm. So it's really you helping them. And how you can help them is to love them. Mm -hmm. um, so it, the tolerating and the loving, the different, I would say is like a heart posture. Mm. You know, like mm. in the sense that it's not, you know, that if it were not for God, <laughs> you know, like, but in the, in the Holy Spirit working, you gradually, gradually, it will not be 100 all the time. You know, it's, mm. it's like little by little. And as you are yielding, it becomes easier. Is what I say, you know, it's not as if you are just going to say, oh, you this person, I'm going to love you one. If you are trying to do that, then I think it will be fake. You know, it's just you dealing with somebody, there are instances, you know, maybe uh, something comes up, something happens, and you get a prompting in your spirit, like, you know, do this, be kind. Be, it's those little, little yielding mm. that will help you get to where you need to get to in terms of like loving people and being gracious to people. Mm -hmm. Can't that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think it's those little, little yeah I, th I think in my head i'm just thinking about um you know the difference between liking somebody maybe not liking somebody for in a moment and loving them notwithstanding i think about i think about jesus on the cross of calvary you know people spitting on him and then casting lots for his garments and all sorts of things and i, I and i know that in that moment he didn't like what they were doing, but his love for them was what kept him on that cross. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I think it's very, very possible to maybe not like somebody because not that you inherently don't like this person. Mm -hmm. They just like the not like that they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you not like them Well, at the end of it, it's still possible to love this person and not like what they're doing at the mm -hmm. Given time, so I think that's that's the that's that's what comes to my head when I think about not liking somebody at a point, but still loving them at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. I I I totally agree with you. I'm thinking about. I I just want to talk a, a little bit about something Tunu said before I even. Tunu said something about the posture of the heart and when the Holy Spirit works on you. Something happened to me at work um, today. So there's this lady I work that I work with very often. She's she's an engineer, 
and um, she's one of my customers and I was leaving the organization I work for today. And so I sent us an email last night telling people that today would be my last day. And this lady, we've never talked about anything Christian. She's this older Caucasian lady, very, she always radiates joy, very loving, very caring. She sends me a message, the Lord keeps you, May the Lord bless you, cause his face to shine upon you. Send me mm -hmm. an email. And for me, I received a lot of emails. Some of them like were essays, but like nice emails. But for me, that just meant a lot. And I replied that and I'm like, I'm glad to know you're a believer. I said, I should have guessed because of how, you know, you know, even I gave her, um, I, I sent, I emailed myself my review stakeholder feedback I gave her last year. I said, every time I work with her, it's an absolute pleasure and the amount of joy she just radiates. And that's not even part of, I put that in my, part of my stakeholder feedback, but that's somebody who I should, if I, I was to guess, I probably would think she's a Christian because when you think about the fruit of the believer spirit, it says love, joy, peace. Like she radiates every one of those things. Mm. I've never felt like she's an older white lady. I've never felt black or racist or, mm -hmm. you know, like I've never felt different because honestly, if I was to now describe the way she acts, I'll just say she acts like the way Jesus would expect her to act. Mm -hmm. So it's a, about posture, honestly. And when the Holy Spirit walks on you and you allow him. Yeah, allow him. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, <laughs> it should be evident. But then, okay, sorry. No, come back for me. No, I just wanted to talk about what you were saying about not liking. And um, do you think that sometimes we say those things like, oh, I, I don't like you right now? We say it as a way of just saying, just letting people know that we don't send them, but we're loving you. Because but, I, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, is that statement even necessary? It's, it's, I don't mm -hmm. think it is. I'm it's like sure you trying to. I don't know, put yourself in a, in a certain position that is higher. That's how you Exactly. Almost like morally yes. better. Mm -hmm. but, exactly. Okay, that's what I want to say. I guess my question is, and, and this is just like getting to like a more um, personal level. Have you ever had any experience where you actually did love somebody, but in a moment you did not like them. Uh uh. So she really. Oh yeah. That you love so you you love people you love the person. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's like I daily daily life. I think what you should be what you should be asking is somebody that you you do not like you do not have love you don't love you don't have cause to love they hurt you badly, you know they hurt you badly, but you are now choosing to love them. Mm. Anyways, but yeah, your question is valid. I'm not trying to like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So <laughs> I think mean, like that's normal life. You know, you and your <laughs> friends they will upset you. You get and yeah. in that moment you're just like, but you know, when you were acting to do that, I was like, you're acting a married woman. That <laughs> <laughs> you're asking me about my everyday or almost everyday life. <laughs> that's uh. I, I well, I feel having experienced both. I think what is harder, in my opinion, in my experience, is someone that constantly hurts you. Const you know, like 
has hurt you history you know it may no longer be concerned but like history you know or evidence this person did was not there for you that kind of thing you know people that should have been there for you were not there for you your friends you know people that betrayed you or people you put trust in and you know they betrayed you they are not sorry about it you let them know they are not sorry about it but still you have to don't mind i'm shining my eyes at you. <laughs> you still have to love them yes you still have to love them but there's a there's i feel like talking about that now there's a reason why that love is like the greatest command because funny enough on my post in this on instagram today i don't know if you saw it i was talking about how the greatest commandment is love and this person was just saying that so does does that mean that the greatest thing would be to not love or something like that but oh yeah i, I just that. feel like love is like so so powerful it's like the ultimate right because is that love that caused god to send the son to die on the cross for us and it's that same love if you can truly you know let the holy spirit lead you yield you to his promptings it can reach people farther than many i don't know every other thing that you are trying to do in your own might yeah that you're trying to do in your own might so you know you know what i think i'm thinking about right now is you know how um the bible says i think first corinthians 13 it says if i speak in tongues of angels um and do not have love i'm like a sounding simba what do they call it mm. yes yeah, so i feel like sometimes um love love is the greatest commandment but it's as christians we have to be very careful because there is i think religious people not christians and religious people finding their hardest to love because they think everything was attained by themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. And so if, I think it almost, it always circles back to the whole basis of Jesus coming is love. Jesus has loved us with an everlasting love. Yeah, he sent his son to die for us for love. He has called us to love him, love him with all our hearts, mind and soul. And so now, is can a Christian be a Christian without love? Or do you think it's something that the more mature you get? But I've seen people who are Christians and um, sometimes I'm not the assistant of the spirit engaging love, but mm -hmm. I really cannot see, you know, that fruit. Fruit, ex especially I was in NYC in Nigeria, the one woman in Portacos, I don't want to call her name because <laughs> I, get to her. I even know her name. <laughs> no, now I don't remember one person. But yeah, that's the only person's name I remember. Funny you enough, when they are shouting, you know, on you and getting, and this woman, you know, how they say as you look in Nigeria, yeah, yeah, and she'll be calling people some of the girls, you demon, you um agent of darkness. I used to giggle wow. because I just I thought it was funny and things like <laughs> that make me boy, but then I was just like, this is ridiculous. This woman. Is meant to love people, meant to use her position to love people, but she's professing the name of Christ and she's calling half of the girls. She never called the guys demons for some reason. All the girls are the demons, but mm -hmm. um, but then this woman had no love, and I'm sure she yeah. had been a Christian for years. 
you know, when you say that, all I can think of is my own, my own, my own experience to, in the church. You know, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember all the messages I listened to growing up, but I don't feel like the main message was love. In that sense, it was really a bunch of commandments. That is, those were the things that always stood out to us. You know. Mm -hmm. about what you should do and what you shouldn't do and people that were doing what you're not supposed to do this is how they are and mm -hmm. categorize them mm -hmm. and you know that kind of thing but um, if you fall you you understand you are better like you'll be more gracious i guess is what them um, if you if you bring a christian and you fall mm -hmm. you you will have a different kind of understanding or that's why unbelievers or people that did not grow up in Christian homes. Their 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 approach is usually a bit different from just that. Give your life to Christ or go to hell. Their approach. I I I agree with you to do because if you think about it, uh, if Christians are love motiv motivated, loving God motivated, mm -hmm. loving people motivated. Um, it's almost easier to live a sinless life. Yes. Because you love God so much, you don't want to hurt him. You love people so much, you think putting them... The Bible says each of you consider other people more... Um, higher than yourself. Yeah, highly than yourselves. And um, I know the Bible was talking to, is it the Philippians church or something? But I think if even in our workplace, people that don't look like us, people that don't even believe what we believe. People that think we are foolish yeah. not believing what we believe. Yeah. If we treated them nice, if we were going out and say, oh, I saved you a seat or I saved you the last, <laughs> you know, if we did things like that, honestly, um, like they say, our lives are the Bibles that some people will ever mm -hmm. read. Mm -hmm. And so if we are showing love, because if the Bible and the gospel is truly a story of love, mm -hmm. then people should meet us and there should be some kind Feel of story love. of love. Yes. Yeah. So is there any, um, you talked about your Nigerian church. And for if you want to say something, I feel like I've colonized this conversation, please. Ah, colonizer. I have a question. <laughs> so go ahead. And I have ask a question you. for the people, the host and the co-host. So co-host, this is a level thing. So if we're called to love and, you know, it's like loving, notwithstanding, and all of that, I get it. And I'm not against it, clearly. But I just want to bring a different perspective. Does, can it make you look like a people pleaser? Was that is that the idea? Is that the goal? What was like, running through my mind as you know Komi was talking, and yeah. I guess in my head I'm just like, okay, yeah, this is what the Bible says, and yeah. I believe and agree with it, and we're all striving, you know, to for perfection. But in my head, I'm like. Yo, <laughs> I because like I keep looking back, I, I, I keep looking at John uh, 13 34 and a new commandment I give to you that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Can we really, really say that the way Jesus has loved us hmm. is how we are loving our neighbors? Because, because like, I'm going to be a doormat, like. Honestly, me. Yeah, yeah. Me. it's okay. I will still love you. I know, like where, where do, do you the worst? You, you don't become. So, I don't lose yourself. 
yeah. I think it, it, it stems from a place of wisdom too. I mean, just because I mean, you know the song that came to my head. Try Jesus, because I try. <laughs> I don't know my best is not good. Do you know that song? No, but but honestly, I'm what I'm thinking is just because God says you should love everybody, you also have to be wise. Doesn't mean that if one place they are going, they are slapping you every day. You come and say, I'm here. Uh -huh. You still got a job slap. You are the choice is higher than yourself. You just quote Bible to me. No, I don't I, I don't think I don't think that's what God has called us. That's what kind of slap that they give you. Ah <laughs> and Jesus is saying that you should turn your other cheek. You see what I'm saying? So you have to go back and keep collecting that stuff. No, say, no, no. I mean there and then they say return for you. Bible say if they say let me carry your bag for one mile. You say no, I'll carry it for three I mean, miles. Yeah, but they've already given you the bag to carry. They didn't say once you carry two miles, come tomorrow and say let me carry three uh, miles. You know, it's about extra. It's about no, always no, going no, for no, the extra mile. Okay, I'm not. I'm not trying to make. Maybe that's why that extra mile. Maybe that's where it comes from. That yeah. sense. Hmm. Okay. But yeah. what I'm saying is, if you're already in that situation, yes. But but I think to answer Fulu's question about people pleaser or Tundu's mm -hmm. question is that um, Jesus never missed the truth, means the truth. I can't mm -hmm. speak English, it's but Jesus never like you know yeah, he spoke the truth with love. Yeah, he always spoke, and even a time came where he was flipping tables. Mm. Yeah. So sometimes we as Christians we sit on tables that we are meant to be flipping. Mm. Mm. We, yeah, no, I saw it. I saw, I don't know if I saw it. We sit on tables because we're trying to be gentle, um, yeah, people we want to yeah. be meek, we want to be kind, we want to be loved. But yeah. some tables, because be we good. love them so much, we need yeah. to flip it. Jesus yeah. did not flip those tables to to show that he was he had strength, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, muscle. He flipped those tables because he's like, This is not how you love. Love the yeah. father. This is not. I love you so much. To let you make this mistake. Yeah, yeah because I mean, talk about abusive relationships too. You know, because they are also mm -hmm. called to love. You know, so you can't keep staying where they are battering you because you know you've been commanded to love that kind exactly. of thing. So, mm. yeah, you have to apply God's wisdom as well. I guess that's the that's the summary of all of this. You know, you know, like I said, you know, it has to be the. The yielding or the prompting of the Holy Spirit in as much, you know, and yeah. But you, you agree that there's a way that loving like the Bible has called us to love makes us sometimes look like doormats or look like people please us. Yeah. To the world. Yes. Yeah, to the world. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes, yeah, people will be like, ah, this one is she's too. Somebody told me one time, you are too enduring. nice. <laughs> love is enduring. <laughs> There's something like being too nice, you know. People will tell you those kind of things, but you have to understand where your own conviction exactly. is. If you are focused and you have an anchor, yeah. you get that's yeah. where you draw strength from. Like the Bible says, any you know, someone will just come and say, Ah, you're too nice, then you just change it for them. Ah, they say I'm too nice. Oh, mom, <laughs> mommy, they say I'm wicked. I didn't even do anything. No. I don't remember where just just look at my face and I so I used to be scared of you when I first met you. Not scared of you, but I used to be careful yeah, with what I said. But, well, but, you, know, but you know but the then, thing I, I liked about Tundu when like I first met her, I was like, 
this girl she does not take rubbish like she will show you how it is and if you're not happy everybody should go and sleep and i was like okay that's cool at least i know that if she's you not know where you stand <laughs> if i'm happy she's happy she'll show like i never have to be worried about yeah where exactly. i start and i was like okay yeah i'm cool with but that. The more I, I agree but the more you know her right she's not even that chaotic I yeah yeah she's my brother I, to say, I mean meet by <laughs> <laughs> you are hard on the outside and soft on the <laughs> So I have a question too. Though. I want us to be more more realistic before, because mm -hmm. so we live in a world hypothetically. There are so many people who, based on how the church has treated them in the past, mm -hmm. or how Christians have treated them in the past, or how they've seen other people being treated by Christians, or they don't just even have a reason to not like Christians. They do not like Christians. Mm. And in our workplace, in our universities, in our, how do you navigate a situation like that? So I know you're no more in college, but oh, let's say at work, you meet somebody who is vocal about maybe clowning Christians because they have those people at work. Yeah. How do you navigate, speak up and say, I'm a Christian and still show them love or, you know, also not, you can't be crack, laughing at all these jokes you're cracking. Yeah, so uh, how do you, I, I don't want to use the word draw the line. What are the, some of the boundaries you will set in place to hmm. rightfully love those kinds of people? So I'm, I'm actually trying to think of a scenario where I may have been in that type of situation. And it, it's not as close, but like I would say, I think in the Bible study, we actually said, we, we actually concluded that you should let them know your stand. I think that's very important. Mm -hmm. Like from the beginning, well, from when you notice what it is that they're doing, you know, because it may not always be, you may have even established a relationship with this person before you realize what's going on. But yeah, but from when you notice that, you you have to be outright, be out this outspoken, like speak mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I don't imply don't bend down and take it just because you can. I think you have to say it and let them understand. It does not mean that they will stop the jokes or that they will stop being themselves or being doing what they will do. Mm. But I want like practical things on what you can actually do. But yeah, I just feel like if you encounter like a person in the workplace, don't intentionally um like seclude the person or segment the person i feel like that's when you can even draw them closer like depending on like invite them to your events invite them to your church or pray for opportunities for how you can draw the person closer because it's it's when the person comes close to you that they can you can show them your love more and they can see your heart see your heart for god probably even experience god but yeah and you know we all go through situations at one point or the other different times in our lives you know you can also be there for the person like nobody else as long as you prayed about it and you are you are able to stand stand firm because you know these things can take different different natures you know in terms of what we're dealing with you know, mm -hmm. with unbelievers or believers or whatever the case is, but you can take the furniture. But 
Like you have to be assured of your own stance. You have to be assured of your own stance. And then <laughs> and then um yeah, proceed. But yeah, I just feel like don't intentionally withhold your love, you know, if anything, you know, extend the arm of love, be there for the person and that kind of thing. It's a matter of time, they will be they will start to respect you, at least respect your your belief, your opinion, and all these things gradually. I think it's in human eyes that you really want someone's conversion to be three months, six months, but sometimes it can be five years, you know, it can be 30 years. Yeah, the work is not in your hand. I think that's another mistake that we make. We think that almost it's like it's not even hammering it and saying, Oh, you must change. This is not the way you will go to hell. For hmm. I me, mean, that one does not work. Well. I'm sorry. Hmm. That would even make people angry, self. I mean, fear tactics. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's true if you it's don't true, but I don't yeah. for me it has never worked with me, so I don't believe mm -hmm. in it. It may work for some people, you know, but those kind of changes they're not lasting. Hmm. Giving your life to Christ should not be ever fear motivated, it should yes. be love motivated. Yes, yes, yes. So and when when do you in a situation like this, right? I'm going to ask you two questions as follow up. Um, number one, when do you declare and how do you declare um, your stance? You know, you said you declare your stance, so mm -hmm. that's number one question. And then number two question is, oh, let me let you answer that question then. Number okay. two questions, they need to be dramatic. So maybe I should create a scenario. What do you, what do you think would be a good scenario? <clears throat> so that I, I want to be like really practical and say what it is that I probably will say in that situation. So can you so, come up with this scenario? Okay, so like last last uh, podcast, we talked about happy hours. Um, mm -hmm. So let's say you have at work every Friday afternoon, everybody goes down to a restaurant and has like a bar and everybody sits down and they have this person, which I've met a lot of Americans like that. You guys are just out there maybe eating and just some people are drinking um, just having a light after you know happy okay. hour, and somebody's clowning Christians, making fun of them. Um, maybe I'm new on the team. New uh, is you're new on the team, and <laughs> yes. the first the first um, day uh, you can't just say, "Oh, I'm a Christian" in front of mm -hmm. everybody. But he does this regularly. Yeah. Mm. So how? He has already created so it sound. he's not like singling you out and um like disrespecting no, it's not you. but like no, I know I know just I'm saying just like, to it's, clowning, this, this it's clowning Christians. I, I have somebody like that. I've okay. worked with people like that. Or, okay. Um somebody like that has been in my lab before. Okay. And it's not like they're they're hateful people, they're really mm -hmm. nice, people, but they always look for a way to clown Christians or make okay. fun of Christians. Okay. How do you? What would I? Do kind of yeah, yeah. How would yeah. you say? You know, you say we should make a stance. You can't yeah, in the middle yeah. of it come and say, Just, oh, uh, by the way, I'm a Christian. Don't talk about Christians like that." Okay, so you can do that, and in my work, but, hypothetically, I would, I would say this. But how do you tell him what he's doing is not okay? okay. This, this is what you believe in. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So taking that, this is an an example. I would truly try to get close to him 
And in order to do that, probably invite him out to lunch where it's like just me and him, maybe a third person because I don't know, but like just look for ways that I can get to a point that I can initiate. When I say intimate, I don't mean intimate in that sense, but like close, <laughs> close conversation, get to know him basically. Sometimes people are aching. You get some of these things they are using it as coping mechanisms mm, mm, mm. so if mm. you try and understand the person you might also get to know how you can enter get an access pretty much gain access to the person okay mm-hmm. so yeah um i would try and look for those situations sometimes it may not even be possible you know they may be very i mean we don't know who are dealing with since that but i mean very standoffish and all of that but even at work you know you can look for like situations to help out like oh did you have lunch maybe sit next to the person at lunch when it's not like happy hour kind of boisterous boisterous thing and i'm just trying to be like as detailed as possible in answering this but my my point is try to get close to him or her identify what is aching even if nothing is aching after two three conversations where you've kind of study the person you know how you can talk uh one thing i might say is okay as well as soon as person of a different nationality from me or is the person saying but i'm uh, what i'm tra- driving at is i would come at that different at that from an angle of difference in the sense that we're not all the same in the world you know just as somebody's american son is like and son is buddhist son is christian and all of that and because you don't agree mm. with this person's belief or point of view, it's actually not fair on the person. And then try to say, if it were you about this thing, you know, and I said this to you, how do you think that would make you feel? Something like that. Um, something else I could say. I don't know. I can't think of anything else I would say right now, but just come for me that from that angle of difference and try mm-hmm. to get to the point where you may not agree with it, but I don't think you should be disrespectful of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, think yeah. it's one of those cases. Oh, keep going. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to say that for me, the first thing I'll do is, oh, you're cracking those jokes. I will not laugh. My face is going to be straight. And you don't need to laugh. Like, <laughs> I'm not finding these jokes funny. Of course. I, unfortunately you know it really depends on um let's say for example if the if the person was your boss you know maybe maybe you could do like a side smile you know but definitely i not I would, laugh yeah not laugh i don't think, think you need to even smile or just just look away or something you know press your phone um, and I think that also importantly is to treat them with the respect that you want them to treat you with. Mm. If you are able to show them, of course, with the, like Tuno said, like with with the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the mm. Holy Spirit. If you begin to pray about it and say, yes. Holy Spirit, I do not like what this person is doing, and I want opportunities where I can, you know, talk to this person about my faith or show this person, you know, what it. Christian, the Holy Spirit will provide those opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, but it would be hard though. But it would be hard. Yeah. It, it would be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. But I think the Holy Spirit knows that it would be hard. Yeah. And he would, and this may not sound as simple as I'm saying it, but yes. he knows that it would be hard and he will always give you some kind of wisdom or maybe even create multiple occasions for you to actually speak with this person. Yeah. Or the person may, not, may even just come to your desk and start some random conversation that you guys, you don't even know how the conversation will go from the most random things to your faith, you know? Yeah. But I think it's also important for you to show them how you would like to be treated, you know, show them yeah. the level of respect that you would want to see coming from them to you. But yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's really, really hard to say specifically what you would do in this situation. Yes. Um, but by and large, I think at the end of the day, it's really the Holy Spirit that gives us the wisdom on how to navigate this really tough love situations. <laughs> <'Cause there's laughs> that. Ah, man, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Well, that even when someone offends you, to go and talk to the person. Yeah. That, that's about. Yeah. One thing I tell myself is that as it's hard for me to love some people, some people for some people it's hard for them to love me. Too. Love you too. I may be irritating them in some way. Yes. Friend, you just <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may somebody in some way that you don't even yes. your mind or oh, you're the most lovable person on the surface of I know we like to think of ourselves as the golden standard, like and the one everybody knows. There's somebody on the surface of this earth that cannot stand you. Yeah. And also probably struggling to love you. <laughs> So, as much as you think that ah, there's a good that unlovable, unlovable in this world, you know, mm. maybe you're also one of them. Mm-hmm. You need to be introspective in that regard and really ask yourself, okay, as I'm finding it hard to love people, what is it about me that people may be finding hard to love as well? I'm not saying that you become like a people pleaser. You want mm. people Everybody will not love you in this world, but the most important reason, okay, if they don't love me because I'm a Christian, well, that's their business. God is gonna touch you or something, <laughs> but if it's because of a character trait or something that I'm doing that you know the Holy Spirit has maybe even convicted you about yeah. and it, then it's also important for us to check ourselves, you know, as believers or even as human beings generally. What is it that I'm doing that may make me difficult to love, you know, by other people? Auntie Komi, yeah, I'm so saying yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. It's because I can't relate because I'm not difficult to love. So I wasn't. Oh, ah, ah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, dear. <laughs> the, second, <laughs> the second question I had there is when do you think we as Christians we need to hold people accountable? Accountable to what? Like reporting them to HR or. Um, oh, that one is hard, though. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm always extending mercy and mercy and mercy. Yeah, and like I feel they will like run over you, and you're still extending yeah. mercy. I, so I always say so in my head. This is why I say <sighs> every sin is not a crime, but every well, maybe not every crime is a sin. But I don't know, Sha. But you must, I guess, you must know when somebody crosses the line of maybe organizational policies or rules in that regard please i'm going to report you because oh i used to lead people to god like to be honest it really i think it really there are rules there are rules for a reason it's I guess, I'm just saying, like my my 
my natural or like my, I don't know, maybe this. You, you like to give people my tenders, yes, and I just, I would rather I take it on myself. Do you think it depends on the gravity of what the person did? If you know somebody killed somebody, would you? Remember? Ah, ah, exactly. So I think even where mercy is, the Bible says, in the end. God is the only fair judge and the rest. But some people need to be held accountable. For example, if a boss is coming all the time, making every Christian or your group seem dumb, making their life unbearable, and you have to think about it like your work. That's a hostile work environment. Yeah, you work but from you eight to five. Hmm? Yeah, you but then if if you talk to the person first, you can twist it. You can you go you can, record it on your phone now. What's wrong with you? Yeah, no, no, you can record it, but I'm just even saying like, so I feel like even, and I'm just even saying that this is just one situation. Um, um, in the end, is wisdom, right? Because yeah. I'm thinking about dealing with people, especially in the world we live in today. The world we live in is not really um, Christian friendly. Yeah. Um, some of the things we face, we we deserve it. We cost it. But some other things, I think we as Christians, we also have to be wise and tactful when when loving people. That's why I'm coming. Like, not loving people conditionally, but loving people from a place of wisdom too. Mm-hmm. Knowing this could be dangerous, potentially dangerous. This could be potentially toxic. I don't know. That's... Mm. And I think it kind of goes back into what we said at the beginning of the podcast uh, of this episode when we started talking was when jesus went into the temple and you know scattered all the um tables of you know those that were trading in the temple at the end of the day it was oh god i just almost lost my train of thoughts (laughs) i wanted to say that at at the end of the day it it seemed like it wasn't you know christian like the way we like Mm-hmm. If you say something like do yeah. like if it was a pastor that did that this if, present day, like, why would they criticize that pastor? Even Mr. I would be criticizing that pastor, saying he can't even hold himself, see what he's yeah, doing. Self-control. Yeah. But if even uh even Jesus is the lion and the lamb, even our God that is merciful is also a consuming fire. I'm not saying that we should not be consuming people, <laughs> but I'm just saying that. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, there are situations where you would need to be more. more sure. or... So that was Komi's question, right? Like how many, when do you decide when to, mm-hmm. I guess when it's, you, maybe you have boundaries and if it crosses those boundaries, like there's some, some, I mean, I don't know. I guess maybe prayerfully, those would be prayerfully, thought of boundaries or prayerfully thought of actions but um i think being meek is not synonymous to being foolish yeah That's just where I'm no. i don't yeah. know are we are we called to be meek I think yeah we're... jesus was meek i know mm-hmm. jesus was meek now but he had power <laughs> I, I, don't, that's what I'm like. I don't think you can be meek without power yeah but because i guess as an employee, what power do I have? Well, you know, it's HR is your power. power. I think uh, being meek and I, I you can't be so, meek without power. Yeah. 
So I just googled the meaning of meekness. meekness. Uh, synonyms are quiet, gentle, patient, long-suffering, forbearing. I think I'm meek. I was no stupid in the meek. Yeah, forbearing. <laughs> I was no fruit of the spirit too. Yeah. yeah, but you can just yeah, long-suffering. You can get like you can probably mm. endure maybe. Mm. Have more patience than the typical person would have. Mm, but mm. even your patience would run we'll out. Run out. Mm-hmm. But I, I think at the end of the day, we may not have all the answers to these questions. You know, we are growing, the Holy Spirit is dealing with us, and that yeah. and know, sometimes it varies per situation. Yeah, so that's yeah. why you really need the Holy Spirit. Exactly. That's why you cannot be like, yeah. okay, this is the absolute rule yeah this yeah. is the absolute rule i'm going to of course the absolute rule is to love everyone love. Mm. but god the holy spirit in this really difficult situations how yes. exactly you i mean you have the 411 on this thing so yeah. how exactly do i execute this without first of all you know losing myself mm-hmm. uh, and most importantly how do i execute it with with the aim of glorifying jesus so yes, yes. Three people always he knows our personalities he knows our weaknesses he knows our strengths sometimes it's not everything is not up to you to do like you're not the only one that god has put in that yeah. person's life to exactly. get that person to jesus so yeah yeah it may not be you yeah maybe yeah. maybe someone else all right. So before we wrap up today, does anybody have any last thoughts? Any last words? That's this he had. That's my own last word. He had. Uh, hard. <laughs> we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, but he still had. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think hard. in the end we should just um, deal regularly with god's wisdom in dealing with people in treating people yeah dealing with, people, our dealing with our hearts we should let god one thing yeah. to be said in beyond we should let god work on ourselves because mm. it's tough we have a little pride in us yeah yeah i, I listened to one message by pastor Mildred Okonko and it was about offense and it's probably one of the topics that i would really love you know to talk about one of these is because it's a daily dose of offense <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i know but i think you know and they kind of maybe not go hand in hand but loving people and even when they offend you how do you deal with this situation mm. as an aside let me tell you something i told myself a while ago that helped me sometimes i was like if jesus like he, Jesus did not take offense that all these people did. Like, who are you to be offended? Mm-hmm. That's me talking to myself. Like, who are you to be offended? Um, yeah, you. I mean, you must. She must really, really let the Holy Spirit deal with your heart. Mm-hmm. Points, you know, because you could give the excuse that well. I mean, Jesus, I, mean I don't always remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You feel like, oh, yeah. Jesus was God that he was fully man, so to the air is human to forgive is divine, so it was probably easier for him to forgive, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's just, you know, that's just you giving an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. 
but um yeah it's it I takes feel like as a christian if you're always angry you need to check for deep-rooted pride right mm -hmm. all right uh, so i guess that brings us to the end of today's uh, episode thank you so much tunes for coming and thank you really on doing podcast family <laughs> oh thank yes, you yeah. we really enjoyed this I told you last minute and you were you were all for it thank yeah that's so why i do yeah. i suffer long yes we do for love yeah <laughs> that's all our, all the parts she plays with us is just love us <laughs> we appreciate you uh, greatly yeah. so um until we come your way next time, uh, thank you so much for listening to us today. We pray that God blesses you, God keeps you. Mm -hmm. uh, pray that he continues to cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Mm -hmm. uh, great week and stay blessed. And we also want to give a shout out to our team. We're not doing this alone. Our yes. social media manager, Tolu Olaj. And editor, Musun Obashira. Thank you so much for uh, you know coming on this team and making this smooth right until we come your way next time bye bye, bye.